Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are in the right place. So let's dive in. Welcome and welcome back to the Digital Bosses Podcast. This is Claire, your co-host. Today, we have an incredible guest join us, Elena, a beauty entrepreneur and founder of Emily Cosmetics, and a person who I've learned a lot from her, especially the last couple of years. We've been doing a lot of collaboration during COVID, and I'm so excited to have her today because she has such a strong passion for natural, vegan, and organic makeup, and I really love the fact that how she has built her empire. So first of all, I want to say thank you so much, Elena, for uh, being here today. I am so excited to have you and I want to get to know you more. And I think as influencers, somebody, you have been in the beauty industry for such a long time. You're definitely somebody that a lot of people can look after too. How are you today? First of all, thank you for having me, Claire. Um, always a pleasure. And I'm doing fantastic. I'm super excited about your a brand new venture that's really taking off and it's really exciting. So congratulations on that one. And of course, um, yeah, things are doing well. And your introduction is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I have to say that our friendship really started to happen during the last couple of years. And just kind of give a little bit background of how I met uh, Elena. So I met her through a network event and it's uh, from Global Women Club. And she's really had the person that I feel really good vibe together. I have always loved your synergy, your motivation and your inspiration. And just not only that, like a mother of six, I always feel like, oh my God, how do you do everything? And on top is you have such a strong mission and you love what you do. You are someone who's really strong in women empowerment and your entrepreneurship journey. It's just something I feel like a lot of new beauty founders and startup can really learn from. So I'm so excited to have you first. And I want to, you know, let the audience know a little bit more about who you are and what you do and what is your superpower? So thank you so much. Well, first of all, I am in the beauty industry for, I believe, four hour and a half. I've uh, graduated beauty school, I believe, 2006 in the beginning of the year. And honestly, uh, what led me to it was um, I have a mental health and human services degree. I always wanted to become a psychologist. But as a lot of uh, pivoted entrepreneurs, when I started doing internships right after college and right before that college ended, I figured, you know what, this is not for me. It was really... I'm someone that's very vocal and very creative. And it was somebody, something that I had to really not tell anyone anything. I just had to listen and kind of guide them to their own answers. And I felt, oh my God, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. It's too boring for me. No offense to all the psychologists out there. And I realized that I love the concept of psychology and I still do, but it wasn't creative enough for me. So I went into business and I worked for a nonprofit organization. And while I was there, my, my best friend called me, Lilia, and she said, you should become a hairdresser. And I was like, what? I'm not touching anybody's hair. Forget it. I was, I went to the salon myself every week with my hair, with my sister. And so she said, you have to go because it's super creative and go to the one in Manhattan. There's one in Brooklyn. There's one everywhere. And I just kept saying no for like a month. 
And then one day she calls me and she's like, okay, are you going to go? Like, just go and just look at it. I was like, fine. So after a long day at work, I said, I'm going to go. I made a phone call to the school and I said, can I just come and like check it out? They said, no problem. I walked in, felt like, oh, whatever. Everybody's cutting hair, doing their stuff. And she's walking me through classroom to classroom to classroom. And I'm not impressed at all. Until she came and showed me the almost graduates, um, that floor. And the music was playing. And they they did this amazing things with hair and makeup. And I was like, oh, my God, the color, the glitter, the vibe. I was like, oh, my God, I want it. This is this I can totally do. So immediately I put a $100 deposit. Um, the next day I went to my employer if he's listening sorry but this was forever ago and I said there's it's not working out with the scheduling in my college because I went to a business school after that and I will have to quit and he was shocked because I did a lot of work there and but I wanted to move forward I'm a type of person that if I made a decision it's that's exactly what I'm going to be doing that's it I'm like totally linear like I'm looking just forward so I quit my job I had about maybe I don't know eight thousand dollars in savings because what was i spending it on nothing and so i went to when on my way to school i walked into a jewelry store and i bought myself jewelry (laughs) on that whole amount because why not and i actually wore one of those sets on my wedding and one right after the wedding so it was beautiful but anyways i've started when i told my parents about it they were like what you know those russian like buharian parents they're like what you're gonna become a barber from a from a psychologist are you crazy i was like i was like it's not a barber it's a cosmetologist it's like phd in beauty it's so good well anyway i did what i wanted to do nobody literally not one soul supported my my want to go to the school i mean i understand and then uh when i went to school i started winning hair competitions there were a lot of different competitions and my parents were like all right i guess maybe there's something there i guess so and then I got to the point where I was about to graduate and they had this little bulletin board you can apply for a job in a salon as an assistant and funny enough I got every single job that I applied for but the first person that asked me was this little salon it was called Donna McNally salon and she invited me to just you know let's see how it goes and I came and she immediately offered me a job on the on the following day I don't remember and I, I was like oh okay and I took it and in my head, I always thought about a big giant salon with a lot of people. This was really nice boutique salon, very nice high end. And I learned so much from her. I learned how to speak to customers. I learned how to behave. I learned to, like everything that we just synced so well. And I'm, and I'm to this day grateful for that. So when I was there, my father, he said, you should start your own business. My dad was really my, the, the person that pushed me into becoming a business owner. And he said, there's a salon. Um, somebody said, there's a salon for sale in Brooklyn. And I said, um, I'm not ready. I'm an assistant. What are you crazy? I don't even know how to cut hair. I'm going to butcher everybody. And my dad said, so what? Like, so what? So you're not going to make it. You're going to close it down and go back to working at any salon. And I was like, no way. Three months, he was like, just do it. Oh my God, just just throw yourself into it. And I was like, okay, fine. I was shaking and then I finally, you know, he got it for me. We put it all together. It was nice. It was a salon before. And I started from scratch. Oh my God. I literally learned on the job because whenever you finish school, it's one thing. But then you have to actually learn. So fast forward, unfortunately, that salon at 4 a.m. on July 29th, I believe it was in 2009, I get a phone call from my uh, at that time uh, landlord and he starts screaming he has this very heavy accent and he starts screaming saying everything burned everything burned and I was like what what do you mean and I and I took care of it this salon and I had it for about a year and a half and I was numb 
And apparently the next door had a spark in their electrical whatever. And the five alarm fire department, there was five cars, started like kind of looking for the where it's coming from. And they, the whole building got caught on fire. So when he called me, I thought my whole salon burned down. And I walk into my parents' room. I hang up the phone. I walk into my parents' room and I said, oh my God, Elmis. And all I could say was Elmis. My mom starts crying. And my dad, he's hilarious. I love this guy. He goes, what happened? And I'm like, Elmis burned down. My my, my father goes, Mazalto. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, fantastic. Like, oh, not, not because he was happy it went down, but because he was a positive person and he meant, okay, so we'll move on to the next step in your life. And I was like, like, he taught me how not to react to things that way. And he was the one that really just gave me that whole push in the industry where my mindset changed. Everything's changed. Because there was a, it was a lot going on. I was 25 at the time. So he had a salon in Brooklyn also, like a little further away from mine. And he said, you know what? I have a lot of women that are coming that want to cut hair. Why don't you come and we'll open like a section for women? And I was like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not sure. It's fine. I came and I basically redid the whole salon there. And I turned it into this beautiful women's salon. And I started working there. I started doing a lot of facials besides doing hair. And as I was doing facials, the one thing that women kept asking me, and I did the same thing in the other salon, is putting makeup on. And I said, well, you can't really do that because after facials, it's not good to do that. Um, it's going to irritate the skin. It could, whatever, inf infect it. So I'm a people's pleaser. So I started Googling. I said, okay, what's out there that I can bring into the salon to put immediately after facials and waxing? And I couldn't find anything. We're talking like 10 years ago. And so I said, okay, let me start going from trade show to trade show. I don't even know what I'm looking for. I don't know who to ask. No one's really talking about it. It was like really hush. Now it's so much easier to start a makeup line. And so I went and I went from one place to another to another and I couldn't find what I was looking for. And then one day at this time, I already got married. I already had two kids. We had our first two back to back. They went one year apart. So when my one and a half year old and my six month old were home, my husband decided to go play basketball. It's like one of those epic stories. And I told him, please don't go anywhere. Tomorrow is a really important day. I don't want anything to happen. I don't want anything to sabotage us. I'm going to that event no matter what. And he's like, don't worry. It's fine. He loves playing basketball. So what do you know? It's 11 o'clock at night. His friends are bringing him in. And he broke his foot. He fractured his foot. I flipped. I was like, I don't care. I warned you. I'm going. I've been looking for this for a long time. This is going to be it. I don't care. Figure it out. Call your mom. Call your brothers. I don't care what you need to do. I was just, I'm like, how many times will, you know, will I stop my life for the things that are happening and preventing me from going forward? So I went. And at the end of the day, that day, I believe it was in May. Or I don't know why I want to say May. And then I walk to the one of those little booths and I and I see this little little you know little booth coming and I walked in and I said, I'm looking for something that I can apply immediately after facials like a foundation. He goes, Oh, you need pharmaceutical grade minerals. And I said, Oh, I don't even know what that is. So he started explaining it to me. And then I asked, could we do foundations? And he said, absolutely. And that's all I wanted to do. And when I brought it back into the salon and I gave it all to to the women and they loved it, over time you know, they were asking, well, what about lipsticks and what about you know, foundations and all that stuff? And I was like, okay, I have to I have to come up with a name. So I took my name, Yelena, and I reversed it and it's NLA and I named my company NLA Cosmetics and that's how the, and that's how the company was born. As a business, do you really need a multi-channel brand? This is one of the most burning questions in my DMs and from my coaching clients. 
And I have to say the answer is yes. In this day and age, having a multi-channel brand is a superpower. However, when you don't have a team or you are working with very limited hours, this can turn into a huge time-consuming task, which is why as a solopreneur, business owner, or marketer, you always have to make sure you're replacing stress with strategy. That's where Metricool can help you. Metricool is an incredible social media scheduling tool where metrics meet productivity. It connects all your platforms, including Google Business and your website under one roof. And the answer is yes, even your Google Ads and Facebook Ads. And it has incredible features such as the auto list, which is your sales content and evergreen tool that allows you to never miss one content again. And the auto resize magic, which is one of my favorite when you want to automatically resize your content for each platform without any weird pixel mishaps. We've been using Metricool in my agency, which has a team of four, and we increased productivity by 40% just by using this very simple tool. And guess what? There is a free trial for you for 30 days to experience the premium plan just using the code BOSS at www.metricool.com with the code BOSS. That's www.metricool.com with the code BOSS. Metricool, where multi-channel success meets Hey, it's Claire here. How's going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening, and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve. And now, back to the show. Oh my God, I'm listening. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. And, and <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of have already shared the whole entire story of how did you start getting into the beauty industry? And where really the inspiration came from and how your father really pushed you to get into that entrepreneurship journey. And just to kind of like, you know, there there is something that I can totally relevant because when you mentioned, I, I mean, obviously when I now look back, when I first graduated high school and now of course we always trying to think, what do we want to do? You know, and then, and like most Asian parents, there's the same, would probably be the same, just like your parents, either go to a university, get a d- degree, and then you have a good job, etc. But I know that, you know, I was never really strong in academic <laughs> to be telling you the truth. I didn't like math. I, you know, I passed my high school and, but I always really loved the glam, glamour side. Like I would read magazine during my high schools. You know, I always loved these like fashion shows and beautiful makeup and etc. So I think that is something why I vibe with you because when I graduated, I was like, okay, I went to a makeup school in Vancouver as well. So I started with my career doing makeup artistry and then later I went into fashion because I'm just always so fascinating with like all these like beautiful texture beautiful colors and I know we both are so crazy about colors the the look and then I know that uh, from your experience I would like to find out because you know this is a really strong and compelling story and I think a lot of people will actually 
when they get into the beauty industry, especially these days, everyone has a beauty line. Everyone thinks that, you know, creating a beauty line is so easy, but they have forgotten the essence of who they are because they're trying to do something that a lot of people are already doing. Or they maybe just like you say, I just gonna want to create another makeup line, another skincare line. I find that uh, your story is very inspiring because you saw there's something that's missing back then, right? The mineral makeup. And this is something that you been starting from the beginning. There's something that I know a lot of people are really looking for natural vegan makeup. And because these days there's so many getting a makeup line and you know how it is these days. Literally, you go to a makeup counter or whatever on social media, everyone claim themselves, oh, vegan free, crucial <laughs> free, and other like, you know, natural makeup. And it, it just become an advertising tagline, right? So I want you to kind of share with us and you know, uh, walk us through some of your early stages of launching your makeup line. Even though after, you know, you have that dry, you got the motivation, you knew there's something is missing. But I always say that starting is always not easy, especially, you know, um, starting from scratch and trying to still like uncover everything, the ingredients, etc. So I'd like you to kind of just share with us, what were some of your early stage of launching your makeup line? Were there any challenges that you did face? And how did you overcome that and still decide this is something I truly believe and I believe that a lot of women would really need this um, natural mineral makeup lines? Yeah, so it's a great question. Not a lot of people ask this because what means to become a brand is not just putting your name um, out there and saying, oh, I own a makeup line. It's so fantastic. To me, I need to feel like I'm helping. To me, it's very important that um, I solve a problem. I'm a problem solver. I'm the oldest out of four children, and I am obviously, you know, have the most responsibilities my whole life. And so this day with my six kids and a husband, it's just, it's a lot, right? So when you think about a business venture for myself or for anyone, you have to understand what motivated you to do this. If you're just going into it thinking, oh my God, it's, you know, it's a growing industry. I'm going to make a ton of money. You're not going to make a ton of money because when people are going to ask you why you started your brand and you're going to say, because I wanted to make a ton of money, people are going to be like, well, okay, great. I don't really care. People are not buying anymore because of your brand. People are buying because of you and what you represent and how they connect with you. They don't care like back in the day, yeah, that was probably, oh my God, it's a pretty packaging. Remember Max Factor? Like I was like obsessing over Max. And then now we already got to the point where we have too much, too many lipsticks, too many foundation. We don't need another makeup line. But somehow new makeup line comes out and people are buying. Why? Because there's something there that attracts them to it. So when I was starting out, it wasn't like today. Today, you can Google anything and you can get a support anywhere. And every, every other person is a coach and it's crazy. Back when I was, you know, when I started out, there was no such a thing. I couldn't Google it. I couldn't find a person that already opened the makeup line that I could afford. And my my people were like Mac and they're not going to talk to me. And like, you know, whoever was selling in Sephora and they were not going to talk to me how to open it. So I had to do it on my own. So one of my first experiences were, and also remember, I had a family already. I wasn't a single girl. If I, if I was single back then, I think a lot of things were would be going faster and um, there was much more time and money to invest. 
But here we sent our kids to private schools, right? Private schools are very expensive in New York. And so there's a, a certain amount of um, level of uh, uh, life that we have created for ourselves. And it's, and it's much more expensive than the regular life that our, that our parents would, would do, right? With like public schools. And so considering all that, I had very little to invest into the brand, very little. So when people ask how long are you in business and where you are now, it's not really a fair question because I chose family. I always chose family. I always came to their events. So as I was starting out in the industry, um, in the makeup industry, I had to go to trade shows and look for um, and ask questions like, oh, so where do, how do you do, you know, what is that plastic thing you put on top of the products? And they said, oh, it's, it's called a shrink wrap. And I was like, okay, shrink wrap. So how, where do I get a shrink wrap? You know, because I wanted to make sure that I, that I sell things that are closed, right? When we fill them. And then um, I would look at, at packaging and I'd be like, well, what is this called? This is called a primary packaging. And then there's a secondary packaging, which is a box. So I'd be writing it down. And then I took a course with a chemist. I actually have a few courses that I took with a chemist because I wanted to understand things. And then I said, okay, I want to know about certification. Back then, vegan wasn't so popular. Right now, you know, vegan was actually vegan. People weren't using it as a keyword to get, you know, clicks and views and purchases. Back then, when you said vegan, it meant something, you know, it wasn't just a pretty name. So I didn't know any much about it. I mean, I'm not a vegan. I'm not planning to be a vegan. And it's a choice, right? It's just a lifestyle. It's a choice. Fine. But when it comes to cosmetics, there's no place. Animal things shouldn't be going in it. Like, we don't have to murder animals just to look pretty. That's disgusting on so many levels. So I called FDA and I said, I don't know what you certify a makeup line in, but I want to be certified. And they told me, the lady told me, we actually don't. We have about like eight ingredients that we like frown upon. She like named them. And I was like, well, how do you like regulate it? She's like, we don't really regulate it. You just have to do good. And I was shocked. I was like, there is no way that makeup is not regulated. It goes on your skin. So I started Googling and I found the European Union. You see, this is all from research, research, nonstop research. And then I remember I was sitting in the salon at very late with my mom. My mom is like my right hand, my left hand in the business. She's doing everything. And I was sitting with her and I was Googling European Union and what they do with the cosmetics. And they had 1,376 banned ingredients. You know that. And I was like, mom, they have 1,376 banned ingredients. MZA has like 10 that they just like kind of sort of don't want you to use. And this was back in the day. So my mom was like, oh my God, let's print it out. So I printed out all of the ingredients and I went through my whole entire line. We set, we set and we, we were doing it for at least like seven hours. I went to, through every single ingredient in my line and I was like, oh my God, we don't have any of those ingredients. That means I, I, like, I passed the European Union test. And then when I was going into, let's say, packaging, I didn't know anything about packaging. And then I started learning that their packaging has to be non-reactive to the product that's inside. I never heard of it. Not one brand is talking about it, right? So at this point, a few years after that, I said, okay, what is this vegan thing? What is this cruelty-free thing? What is this ethically sourced thing? What am I hearing? So I called PETA. I just Googled cruelty-free and I called PETA and I said, how do I get PETA on, my, on board with me? And then she said, send me your information. Like there was this whole thing and I did and they approved me. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So we're moving in the right direction. And I just want to mention, I mean, these things kept happening on and on. But in terms of if you want to start a makeup line and you're really serious about it and you just don't want it to be like, 
oh, I'm going to create like a lip gloss and that's going to be it. And I'm not going to be a brand. I'm just going to sell lipstick, which is absolutely fine, by the way. Just remember that if you are going to go all in, someone has to be providing. Someone has to pay the bills. Someone had like it does take a village, right, to grow a brand. I happen to work at the same time and my husband also worked. Obviously, he's still working. He's in real estate, so totally different field. Though we crisscrossed path many times in my line and in his line of work, which is great. But remember, you cannot do it by yourself. You can't. And especially when you have a child or children, in my case, family, and your focus is just promoting that line, it's going to be very difficult. So just remember, like a big, huge, like service announcement, I guess. Don't just throw words around. Really mean them, right? Vegan is the biggest scam right now. Why? Because people are using it on everything. Vegan can be synthetic. Vegan is can be synthetic. It doesn't mean it's natural, but people are putting it on their disgusting ingredients and they're like, oh, it's vegan. And people who truly believe in it and want it, they go and run for that, for that, for that word. But it doesn't really do anything for you because it's just, it could be a, an enormous amount of junk behind it. So be very, very careful with those words. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Claire. All right, that is it for today. Now, that was a jam-packed episode full of value just for you. But let me tell you a secret. The best conversations actually happen after the show over at the Digital Bosses page on Instagram. You're more than welcome to join the tribe there. We have incredible conversations and it's full of action taker business owners just like you. So we cannot wait to see you there. Plus, if you are looking to support us and you would like to let us know what are your thoughts about today's show, Take a screenshot of the episode, tag us on your Instagram story, and let us know your feedback. We share each and every one of our listeners, and we cannot wait to share yours too. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you with Claire, same time, same place, next week.